Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. Um, today I want to demystify a little bit what it's like to actually record an album, to have an EP, and what are some of the steps that I've taken to help artists create their own projects. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kubides, CEO of Kubides Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, I want to chat about how to build a record and how to do an EP and how to do all these projects that we see everybody doing. Um, I want to preface this with you can start at any time. Um, Nobody has to give you permission. A a record, an EP, an album, it's really just a timestamp of where you are at this moment in time. Um, And it's really a memento of where you are both personally, artistically, musically, all of the things. So I would encourage anybody that has even like an inkling of creating some kind of project to just go ahead and do it. Um, You have your whole life to do many albums, to win Grammys, to do all the things. So um, I just want to preface that because a lot of you have been asking like, oh, well, what's the right time to do it? And do I have to be like in a major orchestra or do I have to wait till my sound matures or whatever? And it's like, no, if you have a project, if you want to do a collaboration with someone, the best time to do it is, is now. Um, So I just want to demystify a little bit. Um, I am going on my, I think, 34th or 35th record um, to date, meaning I've done everything from the inception of the concept all the way out to, you know, the publishing and the reviews and the the marketing campaigns and all the things um, with different projects. And recently I've been working with a lot of emerging artists on their EPs. And it's been really interesting to see what actually needs to happen in order for for this to come through to fruition. So I just want to share with you kind of what these steps are just so you can think about it. Obviously, everybody does things their own way and this isn't like the right way to do it. This is just something that has worked for me um, and I have found that kind of relieves the stress and sets everyone up for success. So the first thing is to have an idea. So whether it's chamber music, whether it's a genre of music, um, in most recent memory, um, Caitlin Featherstone, a trumpeter in New York, um, decided to do her EP on Stephen Sondheim. She loves musical theater. She loves Steve. Um, and she came to Nashville to record this EP. And it was really cool because, you know, she plays trumpet and she likes musicals, but these are all songs that have words and lyrics. And, you know, she... Um, with her boyfriend Oscar arranged them in a way where it would make sense for trumpet and piano, trumpet and trombone, trumpet and brass quintet. Like it was just really cool to see what would happen once you started with an idea and was like, let me run with this because this is what I want my creative voice to be for this particular project. So that's the first thing, like create the artistic project. Um, What do you want that to look like? And, you know, it's going to evolve. It wasn't like, oh, we know exactly what we're going to do. Let's go do it. It's more a matter of like, finding the the question and then answering it yourself. And that 
happens throughout the entire project. Um, the next thing is to figure out the financials. And I know like money and what do things cost and all of that is just such an intimidating topic, but there's really um, so much freedom in actually having discipline. Um, I read this book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink that my uh, father-in-law actually recommended. Um, and this man's motto and, and life thing is discipline equals freedom. And that is just so true, especially when it comes to financials, because if you know exactly what you're working with and you know where the money's going, where it's coming from, how you're going to allocate it, what things cost ahead of time, you have the freedom to do whatever you want with the money. Um, so you have a couple options. Um, there's crowdfunding, which we see a lot of um, emerging artists and young entrepreneurs do. And then you have the self-funding. Um, you want to decide, am I going to crowdfund, which means an Indiegogo, a GoFundMe, um, those kinds of things. Or if you're going to self-fund yourself, either through an angel investor, like, you know, somebody loaning you money, somebody gifting you money, um, you know, graduation present, things like that. Um, or you're just going to save up and pay it for it yourself. Um, I feel like personally, I like saving up and paying for it myself. Um, because I, I don't know about you guys, but like sometimes we see so many people every year coming up with a new record that they've crowdfunded. It's like, pay for it yourself. <laughs> like this is your career. Like it's, is it not making you money? Like what are you doing? I feel like if you need to crowdfund or if you want to crowdfund, you could get away with it doing it maybe once every five years. Um, ideally like once every 10 years. So you want to make sure that when and if you do crowdfund that it's epic and that you do it the right way. Um, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, and then as far as like the self-funding, I think it's deciding, okay, what is my budget going to be? Um, I've done records for $20,000, $30,000, $15,000, $10,000, and most recently three, dollars $4,000. Um, so there's a wide range of costs associated with producing an album or doing a record. And I think it just comes down to what is actually in the project, like how many musicians, what are the mechanics that we're going to utilize? Like, are we doing video? Are we doing photos? What's the graphic design? Getting all these pieces together. So it first starts with having a number. So let's just pick an arbitrary number, $5,000, and then working backwards. So making a spreadsheet with line items. So we need, you know, video 100%. We're going to need to pay the musicians. We're probably going to need photography. We're going to need marketing. So before I continue this, marketing, this is the one area area where 99% of the artists I've worked with run out of money. It's like, that makes no sense because think about it logically. Like if I'm going to spend all this money creating this incredible product, how am I not going to have money to market it? And what I mean by market it is let people know that it's available so they can buy it. Um, so it's the whole supply and demand situation. But, you know, I find, especially in the trombone world, like people produce these incredible albums and you find out about them like two, three years later and you're like, what, where, where was I? Like, where has this been my whole life? So just making sure that we always set an extra line item for marketing and that we ensure that we can get it into the hands of our fans or listeners and just you know, especially if it's a pedagogical thing to, you know, help the betterment of whatever our instrument or industry is. Um, so creating these line items, allocating the funds to these line items and figuring out the timeline of these payments. So the first thing that you need to figure out is, you know, musicians, their availability, studio time, the cost of the studio, and knowing that each of these payments are going to come at a different time and figuring out if this is something that's in savings and you can start right ahead or if this is something that you need to plan out. Um, a lot of people are questioning whether they should, you know, announce the album before it's ready. Like that's like the biggest question I get. It's like, well, I want to have it in my hand before I start talking about it. And while I understand 
the logic and especially, you know, you're putting yourself out there with a record and being super vulnerable and open. I just think it's so important that people know that it's coming. Two things happen for me psychologically. Number one, it holds you accountable. Like if you told people it was coming, it's coming no matter what. And it really forces you to like get it together. Um, And then secondly, it gives people time to prepare. It takes, you know, 90 to 120 different times for our eyes to recognize an image. And I've just been such a huge fan of what opera singers have been doing in the last five years where they, um, with the help of social media, create these like CD covers, like what their actual cover is going to be. And they break it up into tiny pieces and it becomes a puzzle. And you're just so excited to see like what that rest of the puzzle is going to be and what it's going to look like and who's going to be on it and what's on the cover. And then all of a sudden you've been looking for this freaking puzzle for like three months and then it comes together and you're like, oh my gosh, it's the best cover ever. And now you will never forget what this cover looks like. Um, I can tell you about everything every Joycey Donato cover ever. She's like an opera diva and amazing, um, but because her marketing slays. So I feel like the sooner we let people know what's happening, um, the more they're going to be on board. And social media too. I mean, you, I don't necessarily think you have to pay for advertisement, but I think it'd be really great to have a little cushion in there, um, especially if you're doing a CD release party or some kind of event to help promote the record that there are funds additionally for that. Um, I also think that it's really important to get organized as far as like the repertoire that's going to be played, making sure that you get it to your musicians in time, that things are communicated. Um, Personally, I think it's really important to work with a team Um, and not because you couldn't produce this yourself or because, you know, whatever, but just finding someone that could help you get organized, hold you accountable. Um, It's really affordable. Um, You could also get an intern. You can find some friends, maybe even if it's a group project, assign different tasks to different people. I find that the records that I've worked on that have been the most successful are the ones with the biggest team or with the greatest um, sense of accountability. So just finding a group of people or a team of professionals that you're hiring to help get this from, you know, your brain out into the world and into people's hands. Um, and then, you know, preparing yourself. I feel like it's, we often forget just how humbling the studio is and how, you know, those things that we feel insecure about, or maybe we neglect in our practice session are just super obvious in the recording studio. And, you know, just understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect and that it's probably not going to be perfect. And, you know, keeping in mind that it's really just a snapshot of where we are in our lives at that point in time and that you'll look back and remember exactly where you were. And obviously it's going to be something that you want to be proud of. Um, but just understanding that, you know, if you put the work in before and you're as organized as possible, um, that's an experience to enjoy, you know, recording with your peers and um, creating this amazing product for other people to, to see. And then, The last thing I'll say is, you know, the importance of that marketing campaign, making sure that people know, you know, anywhere between a year and six months out of the release date, when it's coming out, what it's about, what the name of the album or the record is going to be, who's going to be on it, um, utilizing, you know, your circle for, you know, who you're collaborating with and just as many people as you can get involved. That's how many degrees of separation you'll be able to um, expand that network and that ripple effect with everything that you're doing. So just making sure that you're letting people know when it's coming out. Um, And then this might be an opinion where people are like, what are you talking about? So a lot of people think that CDs are obsolete and that they don't sell. Um, I mean, sure, I don't have a record player in my house or like a CD player, but I have one in my car and I have a 2019 car. Um, CDs are mementos and there are people out there that still have CD players and that want to play the CD. So as a way to recoup some of the cost, have a memento when you go on tour and stuff, people do buy CDs. Um, 
have a first, you know, three to six months where you just sell the physical copy on your website and on tour. Ideally, you will have set up, you know, some kind of CD release party or a couple different um, events where you can play and have the CD for sale. So, you know, I'm not encouraging like have a garage full of CDs, but there is a way to move them and it is passive income and it keeps on giving. And it's, you know, one of the best business cards you could have is some kind of EP or an album. Um, and then after the six months have gone by or the three months, put them on all the digital streaming platforms. Um, again, it's not about the money or anything like that, but there is money to be made. And I feel like we just get to the end of the process and we're like, I just want this to get out and I don't want anybody to know about it. And I just think that that's like the prime time to be like, guys, look at what I did. I'm so proud of this. Like, come share this with me. Um, and I know, you know, as an agent, I've mentioned before, like it's so easy to sell other people, but when it comes to selling your own stuff, it's like, oh, don't look at me. So I, I totally get that principle. But I think if we're just really intentional every step of the way, by the time we get to the release of the record, like it's something that we're really proud of and we really want to share. Um, and I feel like having a team also just really helps keep that momentum going. Um, so with the marketing, make sure that you're, you know, blasting it on social media, make sure that you have an email list and I'll do a separate podcast about this, but email marketing is so important. I mean, all of us have experienced even in the last couple of months, you know, Facebook going down, Instagram being down and all of us are like, what is happening? Is the world coming to an end? Or like, did this crash at this break? Is it hacked? Like what is going on? And the reality of it is all these social platforms are, are fickle. And I'm not saying that they're going to leave or, you know, starting anything, um, weird, but, email marketing stays forever. Like people are opting to have your content. They're opting for your newsletter. They're opting to be a part of what you're doing and to follow you no matter where you go. So that's something that you get to keep those email addresses that those people and you get to serve them. You also do on social media, but you want to make sure that, you know, if they were to go away like Vine did, um, that you wouldn't lose that following and you would still have your audience connecting with you. Um, so getting those emails, offering freebies, getting people to sign up for your newsletter. It's really simple to build a MailChimp. It's free. You can have up to, I think it's like 3,500 contacts or something. Um, and just give out freebies and tell people to sign up for the newsletter, to sign up for the show. You can talk about a pre-sale and all of the things that you see everybody doing when they're, where they're launching an album. And, you know, these are all places where people are giving you permission to tell them about what you're doing. So it's not pestering and it's just really great to just get everything out there in such an organized and intentional way so you're not feeling stressed about it and um, you're able to see the, the project through from beginning to end um, and, you know, not run out of steam towards the end. But anyway, that was kind of in a nutshell. I'll definitely do a more in-depth podcast episode, um, but I just wanted to kind of throw out there, if, if you've been thinking about doing a project like this, just crunch some numbers, get a spreadsheet going, talk to your peers, and the time is now. <laughs>